Welcome in to Off the Cuff Sports. Uh, busy the last couple of weeks, a lot to get into. We'll jump right into it. But first, first we have to give Lamoris the floor to, to say whatever he needs to say because his Atlanta Braves are World Series champions. So I'm going to give you about 60 seconds. Whatever, if you just scream oh. for 60 straight seconds, that's fine. If you want to, you know, break it down, go for it. Whatever you need to do. Um, out of respect for where I'm at, I'm not going to say much, but um, what they used to say or they did at the parade and what Jock Peterson has said um, since we've won, we are those MFers. So, yeah. Okay. Was Jack Peterson the one that walked in with shorts and a cigar in his mouth? Yes. Yeah, that, that's my dude right there. Exactly. I'm not yeah. a Braves fan, but I'm now a Jack Peterson fan after seeing that. That was, that made my day yesterday. But yeah, <sighs> Braves are, are amazing. Shout out to Hank Aaron, 44 wins yep. before the All-Star break, 44 after, you know, 44 on the field. Yep. All right, so we'll move on. Uh, but first, before, I'm pretty sure Lamar Morris, about a year ago, went to a crossroads, buried some chicken bones, shook, shook hands with a, a man that just appeared out of nowhere and walked away because he has since predicted the Super Bowl champion, the NBA champion, and his 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 baseball team has won the World Series after 25 years. Is that right? Something like that, since 95. So if this man mysteriously dies in nine years from now, um, this will be why. Because he definitely made a deal with a demon. I, I don't make deals with the devil. We're, we're just that good. Um, yeah. UGA, we're next. Yeah. He, made, he made a deal with somebody. Somebody he should have made a deal with because there's you can't get, get on the streak like this. This is not, this is extremely questionable. Um, and I fear for your safety right now, sir. Well, if I get struck down by lightning today, um, I know for a fact that I'm not the only one who's going to be taken out. So it's all good. Okay. Okay. Uh, we'll move on to the Distress Club. Uh, we're at capacity tonight, I would say, in the Distress Club. Let's see. Michigan State. Yep. Uh, who else can we throw in there? Michigan State and Michigan. Wake and Forest. Wake Forest and... Right, right now in the first half, Alabama, because they want to act dumb. Who else? Mm, it's the Astros. They couldn't win when they stopped cheating. 
as much as it makes Lamores is happy, makes Lamores happy. I'm kind of glad that they that they lost that the Astros lost. So that yeah. was nice. I mean, I hate cheaters. Even no, though really. like watching him win pisses me off. Well, I guess we could throw the Milwaukee Bucks in there after last night. It's early in the season. Give them a give them a little bit of time. Mm. But I mean, they're still fine. You know, you definitely there. The, the you know the championship hangover is definitely a legitimate, uh, legitimate situation for for teams. Uh, unless you're Tom Brady, I, I don't I don't know what he does. You know, a lot a, a lot of things he, he he does there, but you know. All right, so we'll jump into. Um, we will break down the college games today. Uh, we mentioned some of them. Uh, we had the first college football playoff rankings come out. Um, and they will be changed immediately next week. Um, we had Georgia number one, obviously. Not surprising. Alabama came in at number two, uh, which was kind of, you know, not the most shocking thing, but definitely was surprising to have them ranked so high. Uh, then we had or- Michigan State at three, and then Oregon, Oregon, excuse me, Oregon, that's how they say it, Oregon, at four. And Ohio State and Cincinnati on the outside looking in. Um, notable other teams, Wake Forest was ranked number nine. That's going to change. Um, and I don't think there's any other notable ones that we, we need to discuss necessarily. What were your, what were our thoughts on uh, the rankings and how they came out and who obviously we can look back and say was overrated um, and who was underrated? Um, I guess my only complaint would have been before the games this week, I would have flipped Michigan State and Alabama. Um, Michigan State has a better win. They were undefeated. Alabama's resume is decent, but it's like not all that spectacular. But after their loss, so I guess it doesn't really matter that much. But I like where Cincinnati's at. I think I'll their Notre Dame game they haven't done a single thing all season so why are we rewarding them for playing absolutely nobody uh, Oklahoma could be moved up a little bit which I'm sure they're gonna they're gonna bounce up after this week even though they didn't play yeah but, lucky then right Oregon hopefully loses just more pandemonium for sure right Solomon, what are your thoughts? I don't know. I think I thought it was kind of accurate. I thought that everything kind of lined up the way that I thought it was going to, even though I kind of expected Cincinnati to stay in the top four. Um, expected it to be like, uh, what was it? Georgia first, and then Cincinnati second, Alabama third, and Oregon fourth. But, you know, I get not giving Oregon, I mean, Cincinnati any respect for not winning anything, you know, crucial. 
outside of a Notre Dame game. So, I mean, if you're not going to give credit to Oklahoma, which they did, and then you can't give any credit to Cincinnati either. So both are fair. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously there were teams that felt like they were slighted. Um, I, I agree that Michigan State coming into this week should have been ranked higher than Alabama based on simply resume. Um, obviously that has changed. Um, well, maybe not. We don't know. This LSU game is not looking good so far for Alabama. Um, my biggest gripe is with Wake Forest, who spent the whole week talking about how they uh, they were, you know, they were cheated. They should be ranked higher, blah, blah, blah. And you, and even if they did end up beating UNC, which they didn't, um, you should you should have if you were as good as a team as you're talking about being, you should have walked into that stadium and blown the doors out. Game should have been over before the first quarter even ended. If you're as good as you're saying you are, considering who you're going against, a team that lost by 20 plus points to Georgia Tech, um, and you couldn't stop this team from getting into the end zone. But interestingly enough, even though these are both ACC teams, this game did not count as an ACC towards either of the team's ACC records. So Wake Forest is still undefeated in the ACC right now, technically. Yep, until they play Pitt. <laughs> Wait, explain that for me. Yeah, so um, this was actually an open week for both teams that needed to, needed to fill. And so this is not part of their ACC scheduling. This is an extra game. So since it's not part of the ACC set schedule, it doesn't count towards their records in the ACC from my understanding. Okay. What a game to lose. <laughs> You're going to lose one. That's probably the best one to lose. But... Uh, Traffic. What should we go to next? Um, right now, uh, Alabama is not looking so hot. Um, but we shouldn't be surprised by this. Um, I believe it came out after our uh, after our last episode that uh, Ed Ogeron is going to be gone by the end of the season. Um, so. What you've got here is a team that one, their head coach is auditioning for another job right now. And all these players are auditioning for whoever the next head coach is of this program. On top of today, two other top 10 teams go down. So, you know, this team is going to be given their all to try to take off Alabama at this point. This is the, as far as resumes for the players and the coaching staff, this is the best game they've got left on the, on the, on the schedule, plain and simple. There's, there's not even a noted game the rest of the way, I'm pretty sure. But can assume that Alabama's going to pull this one out. Uh, but 
Solomon, are you okay over there? Do you, are you, uh, are you drinking yet? Well, I, I'm like, I drank a whole pitcher of margaritas by myself today. Oh. But like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just mad at the pure fact of the matter is like, it should be like 21-7 right now. Yeah. And, and this kind of goes back to, we had this conversation, I think it was the episode before last about Heisman contenders. And yes, Bryce Young may be the front runner, but like, I have yet to see a Heisman moment from him, kind of a takeover moment. Um, he's still just kind of like a guy out there. He's just, he has the opportunities and he's just not taking it. It's not, it's not even that he's trying and he's not looking good. He's just straight up not taking these shots where he could be, he could give him, he could have those Heisman moments and really separate himself from everybody else. Yeah, Stetson Bennett for Heisman. Put it on a t-shirt. Yeah, he looked good against Missouri. Missouri. But, you know. And by the way, they didn't even cover the spread today, believe it or not. I mean, who sets a spread at like 39? <laughs> spread was 40. And y'all won by 37. But honestly, like you said, with that spread right there, who was going to bet Georgia to win a game by 40 points? Right. I mean, there's not an FCS school they're playing. And even then, they probably wouldn't do that. They're just not the high-scoring team. They'll keep you from scoring, but they're not going to drop 50 on somebody. Uh, we look bad. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. Move on to the NBA. Um, <laughs> we'll move into that that realm there. What are our thoughts at this point? I mean, we're very early in, um, but we there. You know, we've played ten games pretty much apiece. And um, what are our thoughts with with uh, with that so far? Um, who's who? We, who we think is um, going to be there at the end of the season, and who um, we're expecting to not be there at all? Give me the Hornets to make the playoffs out of the East. Give me either the uh, the Bucks. Or sleeper, give me the 76ers without being Simmons. In the West, I have absolutely no idea. Um, the Warriors look good. The Warriors look really good. Yeah. yeah. They had a I feel like it's swing in that game last night. If you ask Lakers fans, the Thunder look good too. No shade. <laughs> shade. Kyokers, uh Alexander looks like freaking Kobe Bryant. I think the West is going to shape out kind of like we expect. The Lakers um, will be contenders, Warriors, Jazz, the usual Mavericks, Suns. Um, and I guess 
the Clippers would be a bubble team depending on when or if Kawhi comes back. Um, Bro, how did he drop that? He's a Bama receiver. What do you mean? Good Lord. Anyways, um, yeah. The one team that surprised me, at least how good they are, granted they haven't played anybody, was the Bulls. Um, DeMar and Zach Levine and Lonzo and Caruso look like a a dominant pairing or two pairings. I don't know how you want to call it, but I don't know. I don't see them actually doing anything in the playoffs, but they look good for right now. Okay. This is a very uh, exciting podcast so far, guys. Hey, y'all decided to do this in the middle of an Alabama game where we're struggling. All right. Uh, so there's some news in the NFL. Uh, Aaron Rodgers will be out for the next couple of weeks um, because he tests positive for COVID. Um, he said that he had got immunized, or however you say that. I don't know. Uh, and turns out he did some sort of you know, treatments to in, in, uh, increase his immunity, but he didn't actually get vaccinated. Uh, so now Green Bay is without the quarterback for at least the next two weeks. Uh, and maybe a little bit longer because they might suspend him because when they said, are you immunized? He's, it was, did you get vaccinated? Uh, so meanwhile, this team has, you know, won what, seven straight since laying an egg in the first game. How do we think that's gonna just shake things up um, for them the next couple weeks? Can Jordan Love do it? Jordan Love lead this team or not? Well, we'll see. Uh, probably not because he's not Aaron Rodgers. And then everybody's gonna understand why Aaron Rodgers was saying at the end of the day, if you don't do what I need to do, trade me. I just think that Jordan Love, he's a he'll be a decent, like, you know, talent. But I mean, he's not where Aaron Rodgers was coming out of Cal. Like, where did Jordan Love go to school? Nevada? Nevada? Yeah. He doesn't remind me of anybody that's awesome. So that's just my opinion. Kind of think that it'll be, you know, easy breezy. I think they'll lose every game that Aaron doesn't play in. What are you thoughts, Lamorse? I think the Packers are kind of getting what they deserve, um, somewhat, and in a sense that they haven't surrounded Aaron Rodgers with the team that he kind of wanted. Now. Aaron's kind of biting back and you know even though I I don't know what his stance on vaccinations is but you know he chose whatever chose not to be vaccinated or not to follow whatever protocols so he knew it was a possibility and and now the Packers just have to deal with it so 
If they lose, oh well, better draft pick. Yeah. It's not like he's staying. It's not like he's staying next year anyway. No, he's not. Might as well lose. Um, I still think. I, I mean, I could see this being part of his whole plan to, you know, because we know he's the. He's Solomon's spirit animal when it comes to pettiness. Yes. Um, this could all be part of his plan just to screw over the team. You know. Anybody that will shoot a fake gun as John Wick to push Shiesty is, he's my spirit animal any day of the week. Yeah, he is. Uh, I, I feel like this is all just part of his plan. I mean, he's just, he, he wanted to be gone from there. Um, he wanted to prove that he could still play and be a. Um, an asset to whatever team he potentially goes to, but he did not want to help this team anymore. He was done with Green Bay. He wanted nothing to do with them. And they just said, no, we're not going to trade you. Um, which, you know, this is the NFL is different from other sports. Um, you've got more players on a team than any other sport out there. Um, so at the end of the day, the power that one player has is marginally less than any other sport out there. But still, if your starting quarterback does not want to be there with you, that's probably something that you need to have a conversation about and figure out. Because at the end of the really? day, he just, I mean, you're, if if a starting quarterback isn't bought into the team, doesn't matter what anybody else does. Doesn't matter how how good anybody else is. You could have elite talent at every other position, but if you don't have a quarterback that's bought in, you're, you're not going to win, bro. And it's the it's the fact that it's like it's Aaron Rodgers. Like I can see if we were talking about like. Okay, you're trying to move on from Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. Or you're trying to move off of Peyton Manning, like, you know, after the first year in Denver. Or, like, somebody else. But you're talking about a guy who may be old, but it's like, he looks better than Tom Brady did at his age. Like, think about that. I mean, there are guys that are 10 years younger than him that can't do things that he does. And not, not from a mental standpoint, from an athletic standpoint. Peyton Manning at the end of his career was doing things that guys 10, 15 years younger than him couldn't do mentally with checks and, you know, things like that. Get him in the right play. But but you can you can learn that type of stuff. You can figure that part out. There are physical, athletic things that he can do that guys 10, 15 years younger than him couldn't dream to do. So, I mean, so that's something you got to figure out. Uh, but, uh, there, but, but like Lamar said, Green Bay is going to get everything they deserve with this stuff. Uh, it's plain and simple. Uh, you know, this all started, you know, a year and a half ago when they chose to use their first round draft pick on Jordan Love. Um, it's different from when they drafted Aaron Rodgers. You know, back when Brett Favre was still playing, we knew Brett Favre was only was they they were planning to move on from Brett Favre in a year or two. It wasn't like they were looking. Okay, when Brett Favre decides to move on, 
We want to make sure we're ready. No, they were moving on from him. That's that's a different thing. Here, I don't know what they felt about. Was Aaron Rodgers still had at least five years left to play, and it doesn't make sense to draft a guy that's going to sit on your bench for at least five years before you go to somewhere else. Uh, but that's all I got to say on that. Um, we'll move on to uh, Von Miller, All Pro. Uh, linebacker getting traded from the green not the green bay back excuse me yeah green bay packers aren't trading anybody apparently uh from the denver broncos to the los angeles rams i mean how uh, you know uh, he's uh, how can you lose you live you move from cold denver losing team to a super bowl contender in one of the most picturesque, perfect time, climates in the world. On top of that, lining up opposite to Aaron Donald, who is arguably the, the most dominant defensive player, you know, in the entire NFL. Which is going to open things so, up for Von Miller because they're going to double right. team Aaron Donald every single play because they have to, which just is just going to, you know, boost Von Miller's career almost looked like a revitalization of it. That defense is going to be ridiculously um, stacked between Donald, Jalen Ramsey, um, Von Miller, um, to an extent Leonard Floyd. Like that, that defense is just over the top, and I don't see anybody being able to score in them like consistently. Yeah, and on top of that, they've got a great offense. Right. They've got a great offense. So, like, this team is just complete. I mean, the only thing I would, that I think could improve, they went and found um, a stronger running back. I mean, Tony Michelle's not bad, but, I mean, he's not necessarily a guy that you have to account for an extra guy with. But that's the only thing that they're really missing. But I think they could still run the table with what they got. Solomon, your thoughts? Uh, I'm trying to think of something nice to say. <laughs> trying to think of something nice to say. What, you don't have anything nice oh. to say? About Von Miller getting an incomplete improvement of his situation? I mean, no, not really. Because, I mean, like, that just... I don't know. To me, yes, it's a good for the Rams. It's a very good trade for Denver. It makes absolutely no sense why you let an All-Pro DN go for two second-day picks. So not even they're they're blown up, getting rid of cap space, ready to build a completely brand new team. I get that, but like when you're rebuilding, it's like vital for you to keep a couple of pieces around in order to help transition. And I understand that like, you know, unless he asked to go, I wouldn't have, I don't, I wouldn't have gotten rid of Bob Miller. I mean, because like I said, if you mess around and you draft, a, you know, another decent type uh, DN, and then you start building from, from there to your offense, maybe I will go in the second round and get a, a good wide receiver. 
because your defense outside of that, you just drafted a young rookie corner who's actually doing really well. Like, go and get a DN, second round, go get a wide receiver. Next round, go ahead and get your serviceable running back because you can get good ones there. And then from there, just start plugging and chugging as the draft goes on. Maybe sign, get some couple guys, and get ready to compete because I did like with Teddy Bridgewater, if you surround him with good enough, good enough weapons and build a defense, I think that you would have been better off and could have turned it around in two to three years with Von Miller still there, rather than go ahead and blowing it up. And then now you have to do everything from scratch because you just got rid of your best, you got rid of your best defensive player. Um, so, I mean, is it good for Von Miller? Yeah. But as the, you know, from John Elway's standpoint as the GM, I mean, well, way to go. He, he screwed something else up, go figure. Well, here's the thing also, they messed up by drafting or not drafting but signing Teddy Bridgewater to begin with um I don't think they should have signed him or kept Drew Locke around they should have gone for a QB in the draft and had them actually learning you know while this team was growing so at the time where it's ready to peak him and all of those players like Jerry Judy or um what's his name Patrick Sertain that they just drafted the QB would be ready when they're peaking but instead they're going to delay the process by not having um, people to teach their defense or be a mentor in Von Miller. Your QBs are trash. Uh, I mean, it's, it's just, it doesn't make sense what they're doing as a team in terms of rebuilds. Yeah. Well, I don't agree that Teddy Bridgewater is trash. Teddy Bridgewater is an all pro, but he's good enough to get you, it gets, it gives you a what's his name? Thank God we got a freaking pick. It's about dead gum time. Let's go. Alrighty. But like drafting tit like keeping Teddy Bridgewater around as your bridge is good because my thing is like with the Teddy Bridgewater there, that gives you in a position to trade and sign like a Deshaun Watson once legal options, I mean, once legal legalities are cleared or an Aaron Rodgers because they see that it's like, okay, we're not going to blow it up. Like we're going to build on, we're going to give you a decent team or really a stacked defense. We're going to give you weapons using our first and second round draft picks. And then we're going to give you a chance to make a run in a division that's really not all that strong. And it's really prime for the taking if you come here and you come play with us. That's my thought process. If you don't have Deshaun Watson or Aaron Rodgers on the board, okay, then 100%, I say blow it up. It's not worth it. But I think it shows, like, okay, if I have a Teddy Bridgewater on here, like, and the Teddy Bridgewater can go, like, 7-6 and six or 8 and – I'm sorry, well, 8-6 and six or 9-5, and five, well, then that shows those other guys. It's like, well, dang, hey, I can do this. Yeah, I, I can see kind of both sides on this one. Um, I, I definitely think bringing Teddy Bridgewater in wasn't a bad move at the end of the day. He can win you some games. Um, but at the end of the day, he's a placeholder. It's very clear he's a placeholder. And that's where Lamoris's point comes in, that you should have drafted a quarterback and allowed him to sit the bench for two, you know, two three years until he was ready. And you had somebody like Teddy Bridgewater that can just hold it down showing the team is competitive enough that free agents would want to sign uh, with Denver and continue to build in the draft. 
until once you have the team that you you want, and then that and that quarterback is ready, then you put him in, and you go from being, you know, a a five and th- this year twelve team and to a, you know, ten and seventeen, um, and make the playoffs. But here's, I guess, the biggest thing for me. Um, you were in a position to draft Justin Fields. And you could have, you know, gotten rid of Teddy Bridgewater to some other team, dumped him off, whatever, and got some pieces back. How easy is it to get a real starting QB compared to a starting cornerback in insert hand? And I, but that's I think the person. Why, why would you go and draft Justin Fields? Like, he's not the answer. In order for Denver to win, like, they need a proven commodity at quarterback. Like, I, I am of the notion that going through the draft for running backs, wide receivers, defenses, any other position is good. But quarterback, if you want to win, I would rather go for a known commodity than as a than for a rookie. Because well, look I, at Trevor. Let's pull out that thing you just said there. Win right now. Win right now. Right. You can win in the future with a developed quarterback. But right, win right now, future. you have right to now. commodity. Yes. Yes. Proven commodity. But they're not in win now mode. You're right. They're a no, couple I years that. away. But I'm saying they very easily could have been in win now mode. You see what I'm saying? Like if you keep Von Miller and like I said, cut Drew Locke. Or, or cut Teddy Bridgewater and you trade and you get a Deshaun Watson or Aaron Rodgers and then like this year and up in the upcoming draft my first pick is a wide receiver my second round pick is definitely going to be another DN and then from there third round get you a decent offensive option either a running back or a lineman depending on which one you get but their O-line is actually pretty stacked and then from then and on now we can play the trade game Okay, and see what kind of deals that we can make. And then now you're back in win now mode. You know, but yeah, that sounds all well and good. But you gotta feel like you've got those those opportunities there. You've got that that you know, you've got you know Aaron Rodgers willing to come to Denver. I'm not saying he's not willing to come to Denver, but but you know, from the outside looking in. You take Aaron Rodgers off the Packers. Those two teams are not that different from each other. You know, as far as quality teams. And he'd be trading situation he's got for basically the same exact situation in Denver from the outside looking in. Cold. They can't seem to sign good free agents. Um, and he'll win that. He'll get him in the playoffs. But... He, there's not enough other pieces around him to help him win a Super Bowl. Um, and especially when you've got a Hollywood fiance, she's not going to want to keep going to these cold places. And as silly as that sounds. She's a B-list celebrity. I tell her to get her little uh, Disney, ABC family star head ass wherever I tell her to go talking about Hollywood. You had two movies. Two. I don't disagree with the third that. one was trash. But at the end of the, the day. The third one was trash. A wife, a wife's opinion will hold weight. 
You you can't argue with that. You know that as well but as I do. It holds weight. But the reason why it holds weight in our situation is because in the grand scheme of things, our wives are definitely our equals, especially as, as pay goes. Like, my wife is definitely my equal. Like, your wife is definitely your equal. If I'm it makes more than me, so she kind of makes the decisions, but you know. Anyways. Well, I feel you, but I'm just saying, like, it, 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 it it's like it, it's in the same stratosphere. If I'm Aaron Rodgers <laughs> and sh- whatever her name is, Shania Woodley Shailene. comes up to me and is like, Shailene, whatever her damn name is, she got a black girl name. Tell me, <laughs> you, I don't want to go to Denver. I've been looking at her like, do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? I'm Aaron. Yeah, but I'm talking about that's not the most, Rodgers. but still. You know, with all those things, and, and like, if it was the perfect situation in Denver, it'd be easy for him to say, "Nah, I don't. I'm sorry, but I'm going to Denver and win a championship. We can live wherever you want when I retire." But it, since it's not, it's not like it, this isn't like Tom Brady, where it was plug it and play in Tampa. It's not the same situation. I could understand going to Denver if it was built like that for for Aaron Rodgers, but it's not. He, I think I think he could find a better situation for himself. Yeah, that's fair. We're just, I'm arguing that I'm playing, I'm doing what Lamoris does and playing freaking devil's advocate for no, no reason apparently, but for the hell's sake of argument. So, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Uh, move on to a little bit more somber, um, kind of scary news. Uh, the the Raiders seem, seem to be staying in um, the headlines. Henry Ruggs III, uh, another former Alabama receiver, was had a DUI, um, was going 130 miles an hour, and killed somebody, and has since been released from the team. Um, I think we all have our stance on this. I think we know how where this um, is. My my what I what was the positive that came out of the situation, in my opinion, was Derek Carr's response. Um, he he gave a leadership a, le- a very leadership esque response, which I did not think he had in him, um, saying that you know that. <clears throat> Henry Ruggs needs, you know, he needs support right now. Um, you know, yeah, he did make mistake, and it's unforgivable what he did. But at the end of the day, he does need support. Um, he needs people, you know, be there for him and figure. You know, he's got to figure. I mean, you know, clearly something's wrong internally if he got to the point where he felt the need to be completely drunk and get behind the wheel of a car and go faster than any sane person would. Um, but uh, I just, I, I, I thought there was real leadership and grace coming from Derek Carr, especially with everything else going on with that team. Um, very impressive for that, for that to uh, come from Derek Carr. But what do you guys have to say about the matter? Yeah, I mean, I don't have much to say. There's no excuse for it happening. Um, 
or are you driving 150 on a residential street? Um, yeah. And I, and I mean, I've been I've been to Vegas. Um, there's not a lot of open road like that. Like, I mean, in the city, if you got outside the city, yeah, it's there. But in in city limits of Las Vegas, it's a it's a true city. I mean, you are you. It's it's a packed, packed, tight, packed town. Um, it's not easy to get up to that speed for sure within city limits. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I get that we want to support him because he's going through something and we may feel bad, but it's just like, right, you, you kind of brought this upon yourself. No, no, no. This it, is, what, it, you know, nothing is excusing what he did. I'm just saying from Derek Carr's perspective, like, right. that, that took a lot of maturity um, and clarity to say something like that. I get it, but I, I guess since I don't have that personal relationship with rugs, it's not to me. It's not all that important because sometimes when when you do bad things, you're gonna have to kind of lay in the bed that you made. So he uh, does. It's it's rough, um, and I'm sure he he feels bad about it. You know, I don't think he's a terrible person, but it's just you know you can't do certain stuff, and and this one is is just like beyond. You know the average. Oh, I was just kind of drunk and and I caused an accident. Like you were deliberately going one fifty. <laughs> so, but you know, it is what it is. The Raiders also had a cornerback who's being sued because of a car crash that he left the scene of um, back in October. So, um. Yeah, they're they're just going through a lot right now. Yeah. yeah. It's tough. It's real tough. Solomon? Nah, like it's bad what he did. I mean, like obviously, you know, like it's real hard to be against somebody that like I said, like, you know, Somebody like I mean I don't have a personal relationship I can just go about what like he does out in, in you know in public and like like he's like real active in the Tuscaloosa and the in the Montgomery communities and like you know he's real big about giving back to his community and trying to make the world a better place for those kids that are in his current situation. Was he the one that like lost his best friend in high school to a car accident? Yeah, so like they were supposed to be going to an AAU tournament, and um, he he woke, uh, he woke up late or something. They left without him, right? Yeah, no, nah, he had a stomach bug and he oh, like, yeah. can't go. And then the guy got killed on sixty five. So like you know that's one thing. He got killed by um hit by a drunk driver. So like now, I mean, he does all this, you know, awareness building and like you know all this stuff for the community and then like his downfall which is kind of ironic is the same thing that he was trying to like prevent um it doesn't mean like he's without a you know they he doesn't have to be held liable for it i I think it just means that he there's something that has to be seriously wrong there mental health wise if the same thing that killed his best friend he just did 
Oh yeah, no, most definitely. And I mean, like, I'm just coming from, like I said, like, you know, just not even taking that into account, just like from a worldly stand, like stance, you know, 100%. I, I think that he needs to, you know, face the consequences of his actions 100% because you took somebody's life. Now, like, do I think that if he could have got the girl out, you know, and she didn't die and like, you know, her puppy didn't die, and it was just like a really bad crash, but they logged him going that fast. Do I think he would have got released still? Maybe. It's like 60-40. And do I think it would be a lot easier for him to, to you know, prepare his reputation? I do. Uh, like I said, obviously, the the death of the young lady and her, and it's, and her dog uh, is the thing that pushes this over the top for him. And, you know, what do I think is going to happen with his record and how everything is going? I think that he'll serve, you know, four to six years in prison. And you just pray that his girlfriend who is pregnant with his baby is real good with money and like takes, you know, the money that he made from that contract and she does right by him. I mean, because I don't know what to tell you because I just kind of feel like, yeah, I mean, I do think that he should get leniency. I'm not saying no jail time. I'm just saying, like, you know, what he did, 100% wrong. Like, he needs to pay for what he did, 100%. It's just hard for me to, like, throw the book at somebody, even though, like, the mistake that they made was humongous, but it is, like, legitimately his first mistake like as in like you know what I mean like in in the legality sense in his life like he just paid a real bad first mistake to make like Jesus he picked a bad mistake to make but you know my prayers go out to the families my prayers go out to him you know, I, I just, I, I mean, I hate the fact that he's going to lose some time, but, you know, I hope he doesn't lose his, his own life due to, you know, this unfortunate event. Yeah, for sure. Uh, definitely uh, praying for him, figure things out. Uh, hope he can get back on his feet once this is all over. Um, from what we're hearing, it seems like he fully understands what he did um, and accepts and he's going and accepting whatever punishment comes his way. Uh, but we'll, we'll move on from that and get back to, you know, more, uh, you know, less heavy things. Uh, Oregon is the next team on the uh, chopping block teams right now. They are currently losing by six in the second quarter to Washington. Uh, committee's going to be together for a long time uh, starting tomorrow is that is there, there's been about half their teams they got to reevaluate now but y'all are really about to let Ohio State back into the freaking top four I'm so yeah. dead gone mad at y'all we had one job they're going to have Ohio State still going to lose to Michigan State that could still definitely happen. That could happen. And I'm still, I'm sorry. I'm I'm putting all my horses on the wagon. It is the year 
Harbaugh saves his job and he beats Ohio State. He lost to Michigan State. He's beating Ohio State this year. Okay. Okay. I'm calling it. He's beating Ohio State this year. I, I will say this. If he loses to Ohio State this year, gone 100%. He might as well. If he loses to Ohio State, he might as well go pack his office immediately. Because I'd already have it packed for real. I ain't even going to lie to you. Yeah. I'd already have my office packed. I mean, shoot, then, we're like, not even doing well right now. Win, they're only beating Michigan 10 to nothing halfway through the second quarter. They're only beating who? Indiana 10 to nothing. That's any hardball team. Anytime they look at it after when they went on the revenge tour three years ago and like they lost their first game on the revenge tour, like the same thing happened. Like they'll beat Indiana. Let's be honest. They'll beat Indiana. Indiana's about is on the is on the one yard line right now. I feel you. And I still think scored. they'll win. So what, 10 7? Well, with extra point coming up. Yeah, 10 7. Yeah. Like I said, the biggest thing right now is that like they beat Ohio State. Well, if we beat Ohio State, he saves his job. I, I will give you that. 100 percent But if he doesn't, he's gone. Regardless of how the rest of the season goes. So you're saying he loses to Ohio State, but wins the Big Ten. He's still going? Ah, yeah, I think so. He, well, it'd be tough for him. Well, first of all, if he even if he wins the Big Ten after losing to Ohio State, he's not. They're not going to the. They're not going to the, the playoffs because they'll have two losses. Oh no, 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 no! They're they're a two loss champion, but he still not beat Ohio State, but he out beat Ohio State. If yeah. that makes sense. Well, I assume they, they, they ended better overall than Ohio State did. I, I understand what you're trying to say there. Right, yes. That's what I mean. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, he's definitely on a hot seat right now. Um, Ohio State game could make or break that. Um, but, I mean, we'll see. Definitely see it, but they've got to get through Indiana first. Um, also, looks like Clemson's about to lose again. To who? Louisville. <laughs> Fire Dabo. Fire Dabo. It could happen. We need an analyst that we need an analyst at Alabama. Fire Dabo now. I mean, shoot. Took Ozier on a year and a half to lose his job after winning the national championship. Well, like like everybody has said, and I'm glad that a lot of people are finally agreeing with the analysis that I said at first. But like, if he does not have a transforming of quarterback, he can't win. Like, think about it. He blew up with Taj Boyd, and Taj Boyd was like the precursor to Deshaun Watson. Yeah, Deshaun Watson, all like once a time and a lifetime quarterback. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence, another once in a lifetime quarterback. He can't do it unless he hits the, the quarterback jackpot. Yeah, because remember that yeah, Trevor Lawrence's first year, he wasn't the starter. Kelly Bryant was. And exactly. He, he had to come it, like Kelly Bryant was just not good. Like he wasn't bad, but 
that no, team just was not going to win. A, that team thing. was not going to win a championship with Kelly Bryant as a quarterback. No, because remember they they tried. So like Kelly Bryant, so it's like Deshaun Watson left. Kelly Bryant took over. No, like and Clemson, yeah, because Clemson. Remember Kelly Bryant, they went to a playoff with Kelly Bryant as the starter, and got blown out by Bama. Yeah. So it was like then the next year, Trevor Lawrence is a true freshman. And then you still have Kelly Bryant there. Kelly Bryant. They were trying to. They were trying to save. They were trying to save. Uh, they were trying to save Trevor Lawrence for an extra year. They didn't need to play him, redshirt him, and be done with it. But they didn't have that luxury. Oh heck no! But that's what I was saying. It's like it's the same thing. He made it to the playoff mainly behind the talent that surrounded oh, yeah. Kelly Bryant. And then Kelly Bryant just wasn't a transformative quarterback and he gets smacked by 30. Puts Trevor Lawrence in the equation with decent talent and it kills. Like me personally, I still think that with Trevor Lawrence, with this lack of talent, that Clemson still wins the ACC. That's oh, just yeah. my opinion. Well, because because who, who's who's going to beat them? There's nobody that, there's no, there's not a single talent, a single singular player in all the ACC that is anywhere near the talent that Trevor Lawrence was. I mean, there's nobody on any roster in the entire ACC that you could say, yeah, that guy could be the next Trevor Lawrence. It's not even close. Yeah, yeah, I pray to God, Trevor. What was that? Morris? Uh, I was just saying, uh, Georgia still would have beat them if they had Trevor. And that's all that matters. Cow. Cow. <laughs> because Trevor Lawrence would have been able to complete, like, he would have thrown more for more than 60 yards the entire game. Yeah, and, and, and you're, you're, not, you're not keeping, you're not keeping them under 14 points with Trevor Lawrence as a quarterback. That's my point. No, you're not doing that. Like, his own, bro, You even you know that because you were holding your breath because DJ Ukulele, like, you know, Ukulani almost beat y'all early in the season because your offense was crap. Oh, how we soon forget. Yeah, 10, uh, 10 to 3. You who would have? Off of a who would have known? That was the difference in the game. Who would have known before the season or before that first game that uh, what's his name? JT Daniels would have played that entire Clemson game hurt. And that's why he couldn't pass downfield and Georgia just kind of ran the ball the entire time. Like, if I would have known that, then yeah. You know. But that injury information wasn't disclosed. So anyway, I, next subject. I who's going to win the Usman versus Covington fight? I don't know. Anybody? I don't know about that one. Y'all don't watch UFC? I gotta pay for that. I'm, I'm not gonna. I, I can't pay for that. I'm about to illegally stream that. Of course you are. Cap. I'm just. I don't. I don't. I don't illegally stream. No. 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 I'm no. honest. All the music that's on your phone right now, you got from iTunes directly. Hey, I have. I pay. I, I pay for Spotify. Scratch that Lamar's pace for Spotify. <laughs> I was about to say, wait, time, hold up. <laughs> Run that one back. 
and I literally just use his account. But yeah, no, nah, I don't torrent music anymore. <laughs> oh, those those were the days. Those were the days. <sighs> I'm trying to come up with a, uh, you know, we've been doing that what if segment. Um, past couple times, and that was fun. I can't, can't think of a good one this time. Hmm. Okay, so what if Alabama beats Georgia and Georgia gets in and loses to Cincinnati? Does Kirby, does Kirby Smart lose his job? No, no, that's he doesn't. A good weather. No, he doesn't. That's a okay. That's a great. First weather. of all, there is no way Cincinnati beats Georgia. Not a chance that that there happens. And no chance. I don't think there's a single thing that Kirby could do this year that would get him to lose his job. Also, uh, sodomy. Well. <laughs> Well, yes, on, uh, nothing on, on on the football field <laughs> that he could do. Hey, I'm about to say, you say, yeah, sodomy on the football field. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just saying, you said, hey, you said on the football field, sodomy on the football field would definitely get him fired. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, sir. You're not wrong. But I mean, there's no, there's no way, there's no way Cincinnati uh, wins that game at all. This team, they just, they they got up for the Notre Dame game. And after that, they just kind of were like, there's nothing uh, Finkel can can say to them to get them excited to play football anymore. It just, just there's nothing. I mean, these teams just are, they're just gonna, you know, and the sad thing is these teams are, they're, they're just gonna keep winning games, surviving by the skin of their teeth and find a way to be undefeated. Like, this team is basically Notre Dame, not from last year, but from the 2012 season. When they when they played Alabama in the national championship and got destroyed. Not, not like a respectable loss like last year was, but an absolute just demolishing of a team looked like a freaking FCS tune-up game. That one. That's that's the, that's who Cincinnati is this year. Yeah. Fine. Here's the better what if: if Alabama loses to Auburn, Texas A&M makes the the SEC title game, but Texas A&M beats Georgia. Does Georgia still make it? Georgia still makes it as the SEC. No, I do that. I, I don't. I don't know. Well, here's the thing: that because precedent then, has already been set. Because then, Texas A&M may be a two-loss, a two-loss team, but they've beaten two number ones. Yeah, but they've beaten two number ones in the same season. Yeah. I think Texas A&M gets in at four. But this precedent has been set. First of all, Penn State beats Ohio State in the regular season. They go on to win the Big Ten Championship as a two-loss team. Ohio State did not lose a game the rest of that season. Ended up 11-1. and 
Ohio State went to the went to the, the playoff, and I believe they won that year. And Penn State was in a New Year's Six Bowl. All I'm saying is, is that it has changed, and I think that it would change. You cannot, because even in that year, they did not beat two number ones in the same season. I I need to yeah, find out. Hear, the next hear me out. Hear me out on that one. Hear me out. Alabama that week was remember that was with the AP poll number one. You're right. They're not. Right. They're not looking at rankings best based. They don't. They don't acknowledge those rankings. They, no, don't give me that BS. They we they they acknowledge that, and you we all know they, they do. And you know that there's no way in heck you can leave out a team, no matter what their rank. If you beat two number one top pro, two number ones in the same season, I don't give a dang if one was the AP poll and the dead gum other one was the college playoff or dead gum the coaches poll. You beat two number ones. It, it, that is that is UCF robbery if you leave them out of the dead gum playoff. Shouldn't have lost those two other games then. They yeah. wouldn't be in that position. Says the person who would lose to a two-loss Texas A&M team. Just you're saying. talking as if you're, you're talking as if Alabama hasn't already lost to them. Georgia still is on on blemish right now. Let's let's keep this as what if, and uh, you know, yeah. respect respect your number one elders. Now, you know, I would I would still say at the end of the day that Georgia would sneak in. If it well, so. My question to you, Solomon, is this a blowout by AM or is this a one possession win? No, I'll say, I think, I tell you, if my opinion is this if you beat Georgia, first of all, if you score more than 14 on Georgia, because nobody has done that this year, that's one. Then, if you, like, so let's say it's the score is 34 to 31, okay? Not only have you beaten two number ones, okay, you've beaten Georgia, and you're the only team to score 30, I mean, to score above 14 on that team this year. To me personally, if you're sitting down and you're looking at that on a resume, I, it, I, I understand what you guys are saying. But that's my question, Solomon. What do you, or in this scenario, is AM winning by one possession? Or, or one possession. One possession. I say if and so, yeah, they win by one possession. I feel like I they're in over Georgia. If Georgia's number one going into that weekend, which they would be probably, uh, losing a one possession game in a championship game, I can't see them dropping more than three spots. That's just, in the but see, we're saying you're saying that as if the Big Ten champion isn't a one loss team. You're saying that as if the Big 12 champion isn't going to be a one-loss team, and but like are I you said, seriously going to put in the big the Big 12's one-loss champion over Georgia? Are you seriously going to do that? Are you asking me personally? Uh, yes, I do. No, are you? Are you, I mean, are, you are you really saying that the committee would do that? Do you really believe that? Here, but because he, here's my argument though. Like, is Georgia the more dominant team? Yes, they are, 100%. The thing that we are missing is that their kryptonite is that 
if everybody else has one loss and they are a conference champion and you got beat in your conference championship by a team that has beat two number ones, I think that that is the difference maker. That's the difference maker to me. Is that if AM had had beat like a number five and then Georgia, I feel like you guys are right. Even if they beat a number two in, in, in Georgia, I feel like you're number right. I feel like you guys are right. The fact that they've beaten two number ones, I think that they do enough to make the playoff. And I think that they kick Georgia out. I just, they just, they have never put a two loss team, regardless of their resume, into the playoffs. I don't, I don't disagree with your logic, but they I just, I have, they've never, they haven't even considered a two loss team going to the playoffs. So if I they rank Alabama, no, if, if they rank Alabama at number two and they already have a loss ahead of undefeated teams, there's no reason not to rank Georgia at, at least in the top four. That's fair. They I'll, already I'll, respect. I'll, double, I'll double down and I'll use that same logic. Like there's no reason not to rank somebody that's knocked off two number ones against somebody who hasn't done anything. I mean, that who who hasn't well, beat here's the thing, number they one. They really don't hold a and M in that high esteem. Yeah, yet because they lost those two games early on. Yeah, All I'm saying is you're, I'm you're, going you're off of how we twelve team to jump nine spots. That's spots over when we have predicted chaos. Yes, I do because by this time, okay, five of the teams ahead of them will accumulate. Will probably accumulate another loss. So really what we're talking about is by the time the SEC title game comes, okay, A&M wouldn't be where they are. They'd probably be like seven or six. And if they're seven or six and then they beat Georgia and then they like, there's no way, there's absolutely no way if they're in that seven, six range and you beat Georgia that you're not catapulting them up to the top four. You have to. You would absolutely have to. Would, you would, that it's not just about what they do in that situation. You have to see what this the other five teams that are ahead of them what they did. You You're right. I mean, you can't just say for sure. Oh yeah. I mean, I see your logic that they would deserve that, but the five the other those other five teams outside of Georgia that are ahead of them, can you move them above? Because it's it's. Are they, can you actually move them above those teams at the end of the day? That you know is based on their is. resumes. We don't know that. Okay, so once again, here's what we're talking about. Texas A&M is currently 14. Auburn just lost today. Auburn's going down, okay? Yes. Uh, Oklahoma State will stay, okay? So let's say, let's just be honest. Okay, Wake Forest just lost today. Cool. Uh... Cincinnati just had a struggle win. So they'll probably move down. So by the end of this week, AM could very well be in the top 10, if not 11. Okay. The week after this, okay. Oklahoma has to play Oklahoma State. Oklahoma's definitely going to, Oklahoma State and Oklahoma have to play each other. One of those has to lose. AM gets ranked above one of those guys. Okay. Uh, what's his name? Michigan and Ohio State play against each other. Once again, one of them has to get moved down. Uh, and then Baylor 
has got to play another game against what's his name. So very well, they can lose that and they move down. So there is a there is a legitimate scenario that Bama loses to Auburn, but there are the three losses, and then A and M is going to be moved up to either eight, seven, or six. They go to the SEC title and then they beat Georgia. There's no way in hell that that happens, and that logic makes perfect sense because five of yeah, those teams um, have to move. They got to move. Here, here's the thing: you're assuming. If, if that's the case, you're assuming that there's going to be at least a two-loss champion somewhere. Because if you have a conference champ in Oregon who may be one loss, a conference champ in either Oklahoma or Oklahoma State, um, that's one loss. Or a conference right. champ um, in the Big Ten who is one loss. That's three teams right there plus Cincinnati. Yes, they're not winning right now, but I guarantee you if it went up to it, and Cincinnati goes undefeated. Cincinnati would be ranked ahead of a two-loss. Cincinnati is not going to be ranked ahead of a two-loss A&M that beat two number one. The two, the two number one wins eradicate their two losses in any scenario. Any scenario. Beating Georgia and Alabama in the same season, I don't care. They were all. They were. They were fifth last year. Yeah, fifth or sixth last year, and. That was their argument that they lost. Their only loss was to Bama. So now, yes, they've lost two two games this year. They lost two games this year. But then you bounce back and you beat Georgia and Bama, and everybody else is a one loss conference champion. I don't care if you t- if 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 they don't respect Cincinnati now, because their only win that they have, North Penn is against Notre Dame. They're not going to respect them when it comes down to the nitty gritty of it. They just can't. And, and, you and, and I and both. One thing know. that actually hurts, um, and interestingly enough, the win that Notre Dame had today hurts Cincinnati a little bit because Notre Dame beat Navy by twenty-eight, a team that that Cincinnati had to survive at the end of the game against. So. Right. We're talking about an inconsistent team at this point, and you know the committee. The committee just from a because we know we have we want we they want to have obviously want competitive games, um, yeah. Because because shocker, part of this is money. Um, part of it. Part of it's money. Just just a small part, not not a big part, just a small part. And if you don't know what Cincinnati team you're going to get. Like, if you get the Cincinnati team that that played Notre Dame, they would put that team in, but they don't know if they're going to get that one because this team's up and down at this point. They don't want to put them in because they don't want... Because what if they walk in and they have... They're playing like they played against Tulane they just played today, who probably should have beat them, let's be honest, considering how that game ended. You're not going to want that team in the playoffs, regardless of their record. And that's all I'm saying. Like I said, in a you know, like in a regular world, like it doesn't work. It doesn't work out. But I'm saying this is what if world. And all I'm saying is mm-hmm. in what if world, like you, I'm just going by the complete utter logic and facts. And the fact that the matter is, is that like Michigan State just lost. Okay, so Michigan State is going to drop out of the top yeah. five. I mean, out of the top four. But or if Oregon lose that, 
Michigan State or Ohio State, we're going to knock each other out of this situ- scenario anyways. So correct. It, 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 this this game is kind of irrelevant in that because yeah. it's, it's just still going to come down to the two of them moving forward, and they're going to get one of them's going to get knocked out. So yeah, no, most definitely. But all I'm saying is, is that like, and then the other thing that kind of helps my argument is that if of the possibility, the possibility of another two loss champion. Cause then after that point, there's nothing that you can say. Cause if they put in one two loss champion, they gotta put in another. And there's no way if you put in two two loss champions into the top four that you can take Georgia because they're still a nine conference. And we'll finally get a chance to see if that happens, which I hope it doesn't happen because that means Bama has to lose to Auburn. That'd be unbearable. But that gives us a chance to see just exactly what matters more to the committee if it's conference titles or overall schedule just saying yeah. i feel like two number one ten win two two number one wins and a conference title outweighs georgia's season right now that's just my opinion i'm and i'm not saying that as a georgia hater or anybody that's biased i feel like if you weren't a fan lamores you would sit back and say yeah if they beat Georgia and they also beat Bama, who was number one, like they they deserve to go. Yeah, no, they have two losses. Yeah, um, we I mean, we haven't seen that yet. They allowed a two loss team in, regardless of whether they're conference champions or not. So I I can't lean that way just quite yet. Um, but I also want to point out the fact that Kentucky is losing at halftime to Tennessee. Not surprising. Tennessee, Tennessee is off. Was a Their one point favorite on the road in this game. One point favorite on the road against a ranked team. Yeah, interesting. Their offense is, is up up there in the SEC at least, but they just don't have a defense. That's yeah. that's all. Here's a good what if question. Let's say this is a it's a simulation and it's not real life. If you were if you were trying to win a championship, pick a team to win a championship with any sport that should have won a championship when they were together, but weren't, but didn't but didn't win a championship. Who would you pick? Oklahoma City Thunder. That, that not even the, it's not even a question. It's not even a question. It's the Oklahoma City Thunder. I would pick the uh, the Orlando Magic, uh, Shaq, and Penny Hardaway team. I would say the 2021 Braves, but you know, we actually won Here a we championship. Go. Uh-uh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <sighs> Uh, that we're going to we're going to get a mention of that every single podcast for the next like five years at this point I just wait until UGA wow, wins Georgia the actually championship found a way too. not to mess something up and I, like the stuff I've been telling people online like even if y'all do win I'm sorry like you, you have a lifetime of screwing up the Super Bowl just doesn't go away okay Okay. Anyways. Anyway. Yeah. 
All right, we'll we'll move on to uh, petty moment of the week. Um, just because I have to, all of the memes regarding speed kills with Henry Ruggs. I'm sorry, I know the it was it's a tragic event, but those memes are downright hilarious. I can't even lie. I'm sorry. A little bit of dark humor there. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, mine goes to Ole Miss and their social media team. Um, I don't know if y'all remember, but when Hugh Freeze was at Ole Miss and there was um, allegations about um, what's it called, paying players and all all sorts of stuff. He put out a tweet that said, "If you have facts about a violation, send it to compliance at OleMiss.edu, and not to slander or harass the." the players or their family. Well, Ole Miss, after beating Hugh Freeze and Liberty, decided to put out a tweet that said, if you have complaints about this result, send it to Liberty University football at liberty.edu. If not, please do not slander these young men or insult their family. Um, just to kind of troll Ole Miss, or not Ole Miss, but Hugh Freeze, with his first time being back at Ole Miss. Shout out to them. Mine is for uh, one of the, uh, the the signs at College Game Day this morning. Had uh, it, it was with with the guy uh, Bear that they have that uh, talks about the betting lines for a couple games um, today. And one of the signs it was talking about him, and it said sixteen. Uh, outright wins 17 quality losses a record that matters to the college football playoff committee wait so hold on say so that again they, they had his his record as far as predicting games so far this season and they put it as gotcha. outright wins and quality losses um, and made a joke about how uh, quality losses is uh, what matters gotcha. to the committee um, because they were salty about the fact that there were three teams ranked ahead of them that had all were were had a loss and weren't undefeated. Um, so they all, cause they all had quality losses And then they turn around and you only say quality losses. What? Yeah. I say you say quality losses. I say body of work. All right. What are our final thoughts today, guys? You got nothing to say about your Braves? That's your final thoughts? I mean, I've got a year left in me to talk about how we're champions, so that's, that's not the issue. Um, I was coming up with a, a nice way to say this, but um, don't borrow stuff that you don't have plans on repaying or giving back. It's a bad look.
Bang bang, Indy, you're 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 bad. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Hey, choose love, not war. Choose love, not war. It's not worth it. All right. For my final thoughts, uh, so last weekend was Halloween. Um, I'm sure you guys know that. Uh, no. Wanted to talk about mascots, like the cost, the actual physical costumes of mascots that should not be costumes that need to be thrown away. Um, and the number one for me has got to be the Clemson Tigers mascot costume. Looks like Tony the Tiger got into Pablo Escobar's like special private stash. What is a mascot that is just, if you saw it in your dreams, you would have nightmares? Um, that gonna... one's actually disgusting. I don't know why they thought that was a good idea to make that their mascot for a you know, high-level Division One football team. Like, they've got more money than that. Stanford and their trees. <laughs> like the trash trees? They got, like, <laughs> random things hanging from the, the branches? It's just, like, I... It, it doesn't make sense to me that that's their mascot. And I get that's a Stanford thing. Like, even, even their band kind of matches... Um, the ridiculous list, the ridiculousness of that mascot, but like, yeah, those trees gotta go. It's a Plus cardinal. Your, why do your you team is a cardinal, you right? Tree. Yeah. Yeah. What's it for you, uh, Solomon? Um, I don't even know. That's a real funny thing. I don't really like look at mascots like that for real. That, I just saw it on like the the, the Heisman commercial. I'm like, oh, that's the that's the Clemson Tiger. That's kind of disgusting. Like it looks like some like some some middle school kids paper mache project. Wow, but the, why why would you do the little kids like that? It's better than thing I could make. But now I kind of think that if it were me, it would probably be the uh, the mascot out of uh, what's that ugly mascot out of Georgia? Not the bulldog, obviously. That one's still hideous. But um, I don't know. I'll go with the Texas Longhorn. And it looks like a Disney cartoon. Yeah, big nose, skinny body, big feet. Abnormally large eyes, but happy eyes. 
Yeah, it's crack eyes. <laughs> you guys get any trick or treaters? No. Neither did we. So, get that fancy bag of candy for nothing. And that fancy bag of candy for nothing? You didn't get any it's trick or treat himself. Mini Oreos, Sour Pats Kids, and Swedish Fish. She claims it was on sale. I don't know if I believe it or not. JT, don't ask questions. Don't block your blessings. <laughs> Whatever she wants, she gave me a sum. And 100% has my dimension as a body. He's in the 53rd percentile for for uh, weight, so average weight. The 26th percentile for height. With that, I guess we'll, uh, we'll get out of here. Uh, we'll see you all next week. Enjoy the Sunday games. Most definitely. Y'all boys be safe. I ain't leaving this house tomorrow. I, I, I'm going to be real safe. Wow. I'm All right.